Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Crypto Chats. Um, so normally you guys know that I do North American cryptids on this show, um, but this week we're going to do something different uh, simply because I have had an incredibly busy week um, and just haven't had time to do some research. So we're going to do uh, something I've already researched that isn't uh, from North America, but South America instead. Uh, we're going to talk about the Mapinguari. The Mapinguari is actually one of my favorite cryptids because um, it's got like its two different depictions, you know, the ground sloth version and then the Bigfoot version. And, uh, you know, the term Mapinguari has been kind of used as a an umbrella term for this Um these two weird creatures that are seen in the jungle down there. So I like getting into it and, and kind of like figuring out um, how we feel about each depiction and, and what it means. Um, so let's get into it. So the Amazon rainforest, as we all know, um, is home to a lot of different animal species. Um, some that we know of, some that we probably don't know of. Um, there's just a lot going on down there. And it is also home to potentially two creatures that fall under the same name of the Mapinguari. Um, so on one hand, we've got a description that is very similar to a prehistoric ground sloth, um, which, uh, you know, I'll do my best to pronounce this word, but Megalonychidae. Um, if you watched the Manic Pixie Dream Ghouls episode, you would know that Sarah sang that in a very R. Kelly way, and we are not going to do that here. Uh, but if that's something that interests you, you should go listen to that episode because it's pretty funny. Um, and then we also have uh, this depiction that is very similar to uh, what we would know as a Sasquatch. Um, so this ground sloth, uh, this prehistoric ground sloth depiction is commonly referred to as wolf skin. Um, and that's how we're going to refer to it here just to make it a little bit easier. Um, and then our, uh, our hominid, our Sasquatch um, depiction is more commonly referred to as bottle foot. Uh, so again, that's that's what we're going to call that one just to make it a little bit easier. But they both fall under the umbrella term of Mapinguari. Um, I will get into like that as a thing afterwards. But for now, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the common um, occurrences that happen during these reported encounters. Um, so first of all, regardless of the description type, um, the, regardless of which, you know, either the bottle foot versus the wolf skin somebody is, you know, seeing, every single encounter kind of goes the same way. They refer to it as being real smelly, like really, really stinky, like the most stinky thing you could ever possibly think of. Having really long hair. Um, really intense claws on its hand and essentially being bulletproof. Um, so that, I guess maybe let's talk about that for a hot second, bulletproof. Um, there's been a lot of encounters where people have supposedly tried to shoot it and the bullets have just ricocheted off of it. Um, I don't really know what's up with that. I'll be very honest with you guys. I don't, that doesn't make any sense to me at all. I'm like, I believe you guys. I really do. Uh, but I also don't <laughs> because that doesn't make any sense. Anyway, we're going to move on from that because it does come up again. Um, so in folklore, in very traditional indigenous folklore um, in that area, this creature has always been described as being the Sasquatch-like um, depiction. But instead of having a normal face makeup um, and a normal like bodily makeup, um, it has its mouth in the middle of its abdomen. Um, so 
it wouldn't have a mouth on its face like we would know. Uh, instead, its mouth is on its abdomen. Um, and then the other thing about it is that it would only have one eye. So it'd be a little bit of a cyclops with a weird mouth stomach. Um, and obviously, I feel like this would have been world news had this happened, but there has never been a reported sighting of that specific depiction of the creature. Um, that would be terrifying. That'd be really scary, and I would not want to run into that in the middle of the night. Um, but that is like the very classic uh, depiction of it from indigenous lore, which I kind of, I do kind of love it. It's very scary to me, but I do really like it. Um, and from there, what we see instead and what's been depicted instead is either, you know, this wolfskin depiction of a giant ground sloth, which we'll get into a little bit more, um, but also this, you know, more Sasquatch-like depiction known as the bottlefoot. Um, and it, not for nothing, like these depictions um, and their names, uh, like the wolfskin and the bottlefoot names, do come from different regions of the Amazon. Um, so it's definitely realistic to think it's just two different creatures that have fallen under this, uh, you know, umbrella term. Um, and nobody's really gone into finding a different name for one of them or something. But anyway, uh, we're just going to keep on going because I'm feeling extra rambly today. Um, so American, there's an American, uh, biologist and ornithologist named David Oren, uh, who's kind of like devoted his life to figuring out what's happening with the Mapinguari. He's collected over a hundred Mapinguari sightings and seven accounts of Mapinguaris being killed. Now, what's interesting about that to me is that there are no bodies. There's never been a body recovered. So supposedly like seven of these creatures have been killed and it's not listed, you know, what depiction they are, whether they're bottle foot or, um, wolf skin. Um, but, uh, I don't, I don't know if that's super relevant because there isn't a body, so it doesn't really matter anyway. Um, but he was one of the first suggest to suggest the dinosaur theory relating to the creature, stating that it is simply a prehistoric ground sloth. Um, so the Megalonychidae, like we, you know, attempted to, to say earlier. Um, I think that's, that's pretty interesting, but I also, um, think that it does kind of neglect the sightings that other people have had of this more Sasquatch-like figure, this bottlefoot, um, which I don't think is, is super fair because unless we wanted to, you know, go into that the, this ground sloth version of this creature is the real Mapinguari and the, you know, the bottle foot depiction, the more Sasquatch one is a different thing and we can call it something different. That would be fine with me. But his theory basically suggests that the Sasquatch version, the bottle foot, has never existed and it's only been the wolf skin, uh, which I don't really love because it discredits a lot of people um, in a lot of indigenous cultures that have um, this creature kind of ingrained in, in what they know. Um, and also, I, I just think that it's possible that these two creatures um, could exist at the same time. Uh, and you know, different parts of this giant rainforest and be two different things. Um, especially because David Oren's theory did also, um, it suggests that it is not plausible for a large undiscovered primate to be living in the Amazon jungle, which as we know about, uh, everything, 
we have new species being discovered, you know, every single day, every week, whatever. We're finding new stuff all the time. Um, so to say it's not plausible that there could be a new species of primate in this jungle that's wildly unexplored is a little bit silly, Mr. Warren. Anyway, moving on, because um, you guys know how this is going to end if I keep on this train. We're going to talk a little bit about the specific indigenous tribes in the Amazon rainforest, where they are, and what their version of this cryptid is. So first of all, uh, in the Peruvian part of the Amazon rainforest, um, which I, I could look at a map and tell you exactly where it is, but I'm not going to because I don't have a map on me at this moment. But I feel like we all kind of know where Peru is, so that's fine. Um, so the... Machiguenga people have a creature called the Segami, and that's spelled S-E-G-A-M-A-I. Um, this one matches the wolf skin mapping worry almost perfectly. Um, and if you have forgotten, because I have said a lot of things in between now and when I first explained this, the wolf skin version of the mapping worry is the ground sloth one. That is our, our ground sloth boy. Um, except there's, there's a couple differences, but, uh, for the most part, it's a near perfect match to the description. Um, what we have for the Segami is the cow size, dark matted fur, and it can be bipedal or quadrupedal. So it can walk on twos or fours, depending on how it's feeling that day. Um, the other thing that is a little bit different from the standard depiction of the wolf skin mapping guari is that it has it's said to have a long snout that's more similar to an anteater than it is um a sloth uh and that's just like a very specific detail but that's okay um they also said to have really large red eyes which i think is a little bit different than a giant ground sloth um and also lives in caves and rocky areas um so this I really like, is, and they, this is like a, this is different for every single tribe and every, uh, you know, encounter with this creature, but this one specifically, the Segami, is said to be incredibly aggressive, especially at human men. Really does not like human men and really wants to just, you know, rip their arms off or something, which, you know, I get it, but it's a little much. Um, and then again, impervious to bullets. I don't understand that. I really don't get it. Um, I don't know if it's something about, you know, your fur is so matted that a bullet can't get through it. That doesn't really make sense, but, you know, spitballing ideas to try to, to try to make it make sense. So I don't know. Um, and then it has a loud guttural roar, which is fun. We love that. Love to hear a loud guttural roar in the woods. Um, and then it's so stinky it can knock a man out. That is my favorite detail. It's so, so stinky that it can knock you unconscious. That's incredible. We love to see it. Never stop doing that because uh, that's fun. Um, so this is this is very funny to me. Um, and the Machiguenga people really just, they, they were not here for it. One time, somebody who I don't think it was David Oren, but I could be wrong. Uh, somebody who did not live in that area, um, who did not know the ways of the jungle and has not, you know, been ingrained in the culture there for a long time, absolutely tried to tell the Machiguenga people that what they saw was a bear. Now, again, you guys know how I feel about the bear theory. It's generally not a bear. Um, and when they were, you know, given that, that statement, when they were given that opinion by this random man, 
they expressed that they definitely do know what a bear looks like. And that is a um, almost almost direct quote. They literally said, we know what a bear looks like, uh, which is hilarious. And I love that for you guys. Um, but I, based on the depiction, like, I don't think it was a bear. Um, I can see a little bit mistaking that for a bear, but I also, at this moment, couldn't tell you if there are bears in the Amazon jungle. Um, I might have to Google that later, and then maybe I'll let you know in the next episode. Um, but basically, they were kind of just like, no, we know what a bear looks like. It's like you have the audacity to say this to us, and that's surprising, but uh, ultimately, we know that that is a different animal. Um, which, you know what, good on them for, for calling it like that. Um, and then we're going to move on to the Shuar people. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, but doing my best. Um, and they have a cryptic called the Ujia. Oh, I don't think that's the correct pronunciation, but it's spelled U-J-E-A. So you guys can run with that if you'd like. And this one comes from, um, Ecuador. So that's like a you know, similar area, but different place, uh, as you know. So this, this one, this one, if they came to the Shuar people and said, Hey, it might be a bear. I would maybe give them that one because they describe their creature, the Ujia as a man and bear hybrid. So that, that's one that I will accept a potential bear. But also, also like, do they have bears in Ecuador? I don't know. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna Google it right at this moment. Okay, I did just Google it, and they do have bears in South America. Um, they're called Andean bears, um, and they are the type of bear that Paddington the bear is. Uh, but they are wildly endangered at this point because of climate change, so that is sad. Okay, but they they do have bears down there, so I was wrong. Sorry, sorry about that. But anyway, my point still stands. It's almost never a bear. Most people know what a bear looks like. And like, you can see a bear and differentiate it from something that's seven feet tall and walking on two legs. Uh, and you know, clearly not a bear. Anyway, I'm going to move on because this is going to be a tangent and I don't want that. Um, so basically this Ujia cryptid, uh, again, not saying that right, but that's all right. Um, talked a little bit mentioned it's you know described as a man bear hybrid but another thing this is the consistency between all of the sightings is that it is stinky enough to knock a man unconscious uh i really love that i really (laughs) i think that is hilarious um and you know good on you um definitely has something to do with the humidity um in south america i'm sure um and the lack of you know mopinguari accessible showers but that's okay that's all right. We love to see it. Uh, this one has a little bit different temperament than uh, the last one that we spoke about. Um, so this one is not supposed to be aggressive at all and historically has not been aggressive and, and not been a danger to humans in any way. It kind of just hangs out and vibes a little bit, uh, minding its own business. And, you know, as long as you don't get close enough to, to reach the stink, you should be okay. Um, and this one, the, like, physically, the description is a little bit different. Um, this one's supposed to have shaggy red hair on its head and back, um, and then hooked claws and a long tongue to get flower nectar easily. So this one eats flower nectar. Um, but the shaggy red hair is, is interesting to me. Um, and that's kind of the only 
part of it, well, not the only part of it, but that's one of the big parts of it that kind of um, kills the bear theory for that one because Andean bears are not red, nor are they shaggy. Um, And also they're significantly smaller than uh, most of the reported sightings of these Mapinguari creatures. Um, But it kind of has the little bit of the anteater uh, moment with its long snout and its tongue uh, that it uses to get flower nectar. So that's interesting to me. Um, that's another piece about this Ujia uh, creature that I really like, um, is that there are not just the reports from the Shuar people about this specific cryptid, but also from people who do not, were not part of this tribe and do not, um, live in the same general area as the Shuar people, um, that have seen what they think is the same creature, but described it a lot differently. Um, and so instead of a man and bear hybrid it's more of a man and gorilla hybrid if that sounds familiar to you it's probably because you think it's a sasquatch um and that this specific version that is more gorilla like is very aggressive and very dangerous to humans um so that's interesting and like could it just be another creature potentially it really could be um there are a lot of questions in this episode that i do not have answers to Um, but I like to think that that's potentially just like another, just maybe another creature in, you know, within this Mapinguari umbrella, um, that is yet to really kind of break away and be its own thing. Um, so we're going to move on to the last, uh, depiction, I guess, the last creature, um, of one of the indigenous tribes, um, down in that area. Um, and it's specific, uh, depiction and everything. Um, so the Karitiana tribe has a creature called the Kita Harara. Uh, and this is South Brazil area-ish. And what's interesting about this creature, specifically this Kita Harara, is that it is specific to the Karitiana tribe reservation. Um, I like that. I think maybe it just hangs out with all of them because it likes them. Uh, but anyway, this depiction is more consistent with the wolf skin dis- depiction, the giant sloth, um, instead of a weird bear or gorilla or even like, you know, Sasquatch appearance. So we've got a little bit of everything in these different regions. Um, and this one is red or black. The hair on it is red or black. Um, not as long um, and shaggy, but, you know, more short and, like, tough looking. Um, so red or black. And then, once again, this may come as a shock to you all, but this one is supposed to be very stinky. Uh, stinky enough to knock a man unconscious, even. So, if you're seeing a trend, that's because there is one. It's always smelly. Um, and then also has long teeth which is a new addition to these creatures' depictions. Um, Very long teeth um, and not necessarily eating flowers. Um, So I don't know what this guy eats, but something something big, that's for sure, because he needs long teeth. Uh, And then this one also has hook claws, which was consistent with the last depiction as well. Um, But very interesting for sure. I'm sure there's a lot of, like, things that would be easier with hook claws, maybe climbing trees, um, cracking into things. I don't, I don't know. Stuff. Things. Okay. And then we also have that this one is 
really similar to a giant anteater, which that did come up before. I did mention um, that was the Segami, I believe. Uh, nope, that is not true. That was the uh, Ujia. So my bad. Anyway, um, this one has a similar makeup to an anteater, but facially it looks like a sloth. Um, so I don't really know what's up with that. That's really weird. Uh, weird hybrid animal. Um, but I guess, you know, that's what we've been talking about. So I guess it's fine. This one is a quick, a cave dweller, um, and likes to live in rockier areas that are further away from people. Um, to my knowledge, this, uh, reservation, the Caritiana reservation is like in a rockier area, um, and kind of has these features that may be why this creature just hangs out there. Um, and this one is really aggressive towards people. And also, <laughs> this one has some some signature moves that are kind of scary. <laughs> um, so it's known to knock someone out with its smell. That is a consistent thing that we've been hearing this whole time. It's stinky. It's going to knock you unconscious because it's stinky. That's fine. Whatever. We know that about these, you know, Mapinguaris, you know, regardless of depiction, is that they're smelly and they're going to kill you. Uh, but this one is also, <laughs> this one's signature move is what I, I guess people refer to as a bear hug, uh, which is horrifying. And it basically means that they rip off your arms and legs. I don't understand how that's a bear hug, but that's really scary. <laughs> that's, it's signature move. That's what it's known to do. So that the fucking sucks. Um, and this one is not necessarily bulletproof. Okay. So... The rest of them have been depicted of bulletproof, as bulletproof, um, and we know that. Not the Kita Harara, though. The Kita Harara is mostly impervious to bullets, but it can be killed with a shot to the head with a heavy lead slug. So I do with that what you will. Um, and then supposedly there have been about 10 sightings of Kita Harara um, around this reservation. Um, as per usual, I definitely think that this is not just one creature in each region. I think it's like, uh, you know, little colonies of, of these creatures running around. But I also definitely think that it's not just like one specific uh, type of creature. I think that there are quite a few things in this rainforest that we haven't really discovered yet. And it's easier for people to just slap the Mapinguari term on it and kind of use that for everything but I think that we have a couple different creatures that maybe need specific names especially because some of them are behaviorally different they're all you know depiction wise different um so I just think it would be a good idea maybe we just start to differentiate them um and not use Mapinguari as an umbrella term that's just my opinion though so, I don't know about you guys, but I uh, am a little afraid of this uh, creature, these creatures roaming the, the rainforest down there. Um, specifically the Kita Harara, because that bear hug move, real scary. That's like a... I don't... That's, that's horrifying. Anyway, uh, this episode was a little extra rambly. Sorry about that, everybody. Um, I will be back next week to bring you something a little bit more uh, North American and not in a completely, on a different continent. 
uh, this time. Uh, so hopefully I will have time to do a little bit more research. But thank you guys for listening, and I will see you next week. Bye!